0: Hello and welcome to Finding Your North Star, the HGKC podcast series where we talk to prominent business people about their experiences and challenges of innovation. I'm Peter Quintana, and I'm delighted to welcome my colleague James Short, an expert in strategic planning, leadership and change management, to talk from his experience about successful risk management and leadership in times of a crisis. James joined HGKC after being tempted out of retirement having spent several years sailing around the world. He rose to Major General in the Army following a high, highly successful military career in which he was honoured with CB and OBE. He is a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Management and founded his own advisory business after leaving the Army, which he successfully navigated through the 2008 financial crisis. Welcome, James.
1: Thank you very much indeed.
0: So all, all too often, um, as we've discussed, crises are overmanaged and underled. Um, management um, must address uh, the urgent needs of the moment whilst leaders must guide their businesses and their people to the best possible outcome. But faced with what seems such an overwhelming set of circumstances, getting started is often considered the hardest thing to do, isn't it? What, What advice can you offer on how to start planning in a crisis?
1: Well thank you very much um, Peter. First of all I'd like to begin by saying I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm addressing um, a load of business experts and I am absolutely not trying to teach granny to suck eggs in anything I say because um, you are all experts in your in your own field but through the experience that I've had um, in both my military career and then setting up my own company because when I left the military I wanted to do something completely non-military And um, my sort of expertise, as it were, was sort of strategic planning in an international context in the Balkans and Iraq and Afghanistan. And of course, the military send you off to one of these places and say, there's an unknown problem ahead of you with an unknown duration and and all the rest of it, sort it out or sort your bit of it out because there's no way at the top political level you're gonna solve all the problems. But within your own sphere, you know, you you have a, a an open playing field. Um, try and sort out what what the problems are, and the first thing that I would say is that of course the leader has to take action. I mean, sitting down and doing nothing is not is not an option. So you have to take action, and then you say, well, actually, with this current crisis, I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know what the impact's going to be. I don't know what the end result's going to be. So how in the heck do I plan? Well, um, through the the military time, and then. Throughout the 2008 financial crisis, when we were advising companies, there is always a way to do it, but you have to do it within your own remit. And of course, as I said, every company is unique and you have your own problems. So there is no template solution. But what what you have to do is to recognize that, first of all, management is transactional and that leadership is transformational. And that's one of those trite sayings that people come up with. But by that, I mean that in, in the, the leadership business, it's people focused and all of you have got people. Some might be furloughed, some might not. What are you going to do with them? What is the long term, long to medium term solution? So that's the sort of challenges that, that you face. And you've got to come up with a plan to deal with that. And the first thing, of course, is you have to take action. You have to
0: move forward. So. As someone who's dealt with leadership challenges in both military and business careers, and you already mentioned the, the 2008 financial crisis because you were leading your advisory company successfully through that, you you always talk about putting people first. Why why is this so important in crisis management planning?
1: Well, because uh, I guess that the simple answer is that each individual here represented today has only 24 hours in the day. They have a, a life, they have a family. They need to do other things in order to survive. So you need people to help you carry out your business. But of course, they've all got to be going in the same direction. So I'm sure that you will all as expert leaders have set a vision for the next six months, say. Let, let's take six months as a, as a sort of working assumption for, for how long this crisis is going to go on before we have some clarity. Not that the crisis is going to be over, but let's take a six-month planning assumption. So, of course, there's got to be a vision of where do I want to be in six months' time with my business. Now, because you're all experts, you have to look, in my view, at the parameters in which you can operate. So, you can take a a left of arc, if you like, and a right of arc, say, this is the best case scenario, this is the worst case, and actually plan the people, the finance, and the promotional side of what you're going to do during that time. And people is the most important because without people, all working in the same direction, you're never going to achieve whatever it is that you set out to plan to do.
0: You, you have a saying, right team, right stuff, don't you? What, what exactly do you mean by this?
1: Well, in, this is a military thing that, that we used to, to say, because, of course, in the military, you're given a bunch of soldiers, whatever it is, and you can't just change them just like that. So what's the key aspect of it? Well, training. Well, here now... Funnily enough, you, you probably do have time to train people. So if your staff are on furlough, what you're allowed to do with them is train them. And so, for example, I'm doing a project with uh, Western College and they have come up with 35 free courses for people who are on furlough. So there are all sorts of organizations who are really looking at innovative ways of um, helping businesses through this three, six month crisis period. So, um, so so, that's the, the, the right team. You know, you can't just change your people just like that. So train them, prepare them for whatever direction you're heading in. And with the right stuff, you have to decide, um, because certain things we've heard around the room just now, that people are not going to be able to operate the way they operate right now. So make sure that everybody understands that, because you might understand it and your close staff might understand it. But do all those people who work for you understand it, and can they all operate in the in the same direction? That's the key.
0: We all recognise that trying to make decisions for the future are difficult, and we've heard you know, a range of of uh, decision uh, decisions that that the the uh, people in this room are going to have to make uh, at some point over the next few weeks. But what advice can you offer when dealing specifically with your team?
1: Well, here I think that innovation is the key. I mean, Kim mentioned it earlier, but if ever there was a time to start innovating, it's now. It's, it's the case of think outside the box, whatever expression you want to use, think the unthinkable or think, you know, it's, it's an open sky out there. I think at the end of this crisis, my own personal view is that we are not going to be doing business the same way that we are doing it now. So in, in each of your own spheres, you have the ability to think innovatively. And that's what the, 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 the key thing to do is, both in the people sphere, in the finance sphere. So, for example, everybody says cash is king. Absolutely right. But nowadays, if, if your business has just dropped off a cliff and you have no money coming in, what are you going to do? You can either accept defeat and say, that's it, I'm going to shut up shop, or you have to battle through it. And there are ways to do it, believe me. And you'll, you'll find and, and certainly this has been my experience in the past, when you face an absolute cliff-edge situation, if you start to write down what is the art of the possible, what can you do, who can you get to support you, and you go out and talk to those people, you'll find, funnily enough, that somehow a plan for the future comes out. Otherwise, it's roll over and, and play dead. And that, to me, is, n- is not an option, and I'm sure it's not an option for any of you.
0: No, hopefully not. No. One of the key elements in crisis planning is leadership, and that's one of the things we're talking about today. From your past experience, how did you deal with this element in planning for action?
1: Well, like all these things, I mean, I've been in a leadership position as a sort of senior military officer for, for quite some time. And everybody thinks that, OK, in the military, it's very easy. It's hierarchical. But then when I started up my own business and worked with companies over a period of uh, 10 years, Uh, I I learned that actually leadership is the key element. And you might be the managing director or the CEO or something, but are you necessarily the right sort of leader? Well, you can think up all the qualities that a leader should have and you can check yourself off against those qualities. And surprisingly, you'll find that you do have those qualities. Maybe you don't always display them, but now's the time to maybe make a checklist of those qualities, check yourself off against it and say, Hmm, Am I doing the right sort of thing? But the key area, absolutely the key area for any leader is communication. If you cannot communicate to your people, to your bank manager, to your accountant, to all those who work for you, your customers, your suppliers, then they're not going to understand your position. And it's no use assuming that they understand your position because they don't. I mean, certainly in the military, when I was dealing with soldiers, you say everything three times to make sure that it's got through and and the simpler it is the more likely it is to get through so communication is the key aspect of any person in a leadership position make sure people understand what you want and make sure that they're going to do what you want them to do but because they want to do it
0: there's there's varying opinions about how long this is going to last and we've heard a couple of those uh, before we started this morning but I think from my perspective, I think we're going to be in this situation for some time to come yet. Uh, What advice can you offer business leaders and managing directors on how to make continuous progress?
1: Clearly, you you know, you have to have a plan and that plan has to be reviewed. And in crisis situations I've faced in the past, we used to do this on a weekly basis. We used to have a a simple format of who's going to do what, by when, with what resources and then some success criteria, so you know whether it's been achieved or not. And every week, we used to very quickly go through that. So we used to have a, a a team meeting, or leadership meeting, or staff meeting, whatever you like to call it. And in something like forty-five minutes, we'd go through the key aspects of the plan. And of course, the the, the whole the whole business. I can talk about planning forever. But the whole idea of a plan is not that you're necessarily going to put that plan into action because things change. I mean, there'll be government edicts coming out. There'll be changes to to the, the, the current situation. And leaders have to be flexible. So having created the plan, this is a living document. It is not set in stone. And the leader has to know when to make a decision to change it or when to stick with the original plan. That is the key difficulty. And the other thing that I might just say, and, and I learned this from, from being in business, managing directors don't often have somebody who they can talk to, who's outside their sort of immediate environment, who offers a non-threatening sounding board to say, you know, is this, a, I'm thinking of doing this, is this a good thing or not a good thing? So, and this is not, well, this is a plug for HKC. HKC will provide that sort of, um, non-threatening objective sounding board for you to bounce ideas off and and that is as um, as I found in my business career um, a very very helpful aspect of uh, of how you're going to move this forward there is a plan it is flexible and it needs to be changed and and you move on as as the situation around you changes
0: so before we end have you any final suggestions that will help us all to survive the next few very challenging months?
1: Well I, I would just say one final thing in my view leadership is plural accountability is singular you have to accept responsibility as the top man but leadership is plural so you so people lead at different areas okay in the military it's slightly easier you have a hierarchical thing you delegate but all of you in your businesses I'm sure can delegate And even those who are, if you like, a a, a sole uh, person business, they have people who are supporting them around them who can help. And that's where um, leadership becomes plural. So what I would do to end up with is to say, in sum, prepare, plan, act, evaluate and review, update the plan, as a leader, support it all the way through, and that is a circular activity. And how quickly you go around that circle is up for you, the leader, to determine.
0: Well, that seems to be a good place in which to end this conversation. It remains for me to thank you, James, for your insights, which have certainly given some valuable food for thought. If you'd like to find out more about how we could help you with your crisis planning during these difficult times, please don't hesitate to visit our website www.htkc.co.uk and get in touch. Thank you for listening and goodbye.